I confess, I came for the first time a month ago. I'm 20, yes. I'm 28 and have had the same sex partner for three years. He should have learned that trick a long time ago. <laughs> Sounds like you guys got it down. This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please check out scarletine.com and come back to this podcast when you are of age. Thank you for downloading the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin, Texas-based monthly reading and performance series about sex, sensuality, and the steamy side of life. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear by Andy Campbell was recorded on March 8, 2012. Andy had a slideshow to accompany his written words, and although the visuals can't be enjoyed in this audio version, we feel the piece stands strong without it. Here is Andy Campbell dissecting the word mask, as in masculine, as posted frequently on gay dating and hookup sites. So I have a a piece I'd like to debut for you called Mask for a Mask. I was in an AIDS fundraiser the other night at the Austin Music Hall, and the theme was something like the Brothers Grimm meet at a roller disco, which also happens to be a well-known gambling establishment. As AIDS fundraisers go, it was targeted to run and attended by a largely gay male crowd. The evening's entertainment was a series of performances with some interstitials by some Austin ballet dancers. It included a sleeping prince who was waiting on a bed, waiting, we assume, for some handsome young man to come and kiss him awake. In the first scenario, the prince is awoken, but not by a handsome young man, but by a ballerina who dances nearby. Coming up from his slumber, he holds his nose and makes a stink face, waving away the fumes of disgust. He smelled fish and he didn't like it. It's a common and popular trope, an unfortunate trope for gay men, to prove to each other how repulsed by women they are. The paradox is, while many gay men have vast and supportive networks of women in their lives, the instant that periods, vages, or breasts are mentioned, they'll enact fake gagging sounds, plug up their ear holes, and go la 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 la, as though the thought of woman itself was infectious. It's a special, special form of misogyny. And it carries over into the way that we troll for sex. Now, I'm no anthropologist, and I really like research, especially specious and poorly conducted research. <laughs> and I have a Grindr account, and a Scruff account, and an Adam for Adam account. And fuck, I know how to use Craigslist. And I've noticed in all of these arenas that there is one specific type of man who is prized above all, one who is like the truffle sought out by the pig. And that is the mask man. And mask here standing for masculine. So it's not enough to hunt for the mask man. You have to be one, too, or prove that you're close enough to one. But what is this mask man? Is he hairy as a wildebeest? Is he familiar with the lures and tackles of backroom sex? 
odorous as a ferret, ripped with sleeves in his arms and crotch, except for that part about loving pussy. He's not straight in that way, because you know, that shit's disgusting. So in honor of the crocodile hunter, of Jack Hanna, and all the other mask guys who love nature, I present to you tonight a field guide of sorts on the mask for mask man. Meet Should We Won. He's a straight acting, big bro top, very open and chill. But how open? He's not into the gay thing much. Workout partner and chilling out in the park, okay. But if you're old or fat, fucking forget it. He ain't interested. However, if you have a jock strap and a tramp stamp, he'll fuck it. But if you're verse, you definitely suck in bed. After all, if you take a dick, you're a little more vulnerable. He's also got a flair for poetry. No pick, no dick. Unlock or I block. It's like Shel Silverstein is still alive and well as a cowboy who lives in Park Slope, Brooklyn. And I would just like, for the record, to point out the empty Kleenex box and the candle that's on top of his commode. So as ill-prepared as he is to clean up the spooge after his encounter, his bathroom still smells like cranberry afternoon. Meet Leather Chap. Since most people of Adam for Adam are, quote, illiterate or retarded, unquote, he likes to spell out his preferences as being men, 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 men. Funny thing, he only knows one way to spell your and doesn't know when he's using a contraction. If you're not older, move on. I like confidence. If your picks are blocked, you're a pussy. Move on. Why does he have to shout the word man when he writes it? Is it as though he can't bear to hear it whispered softly and gently in his ear? Man. Men. Man, men. And can we also just talk about Leather Chap's photo for a second, which is probably the most entertaining photo I've ever seen on Adam for Adam. Kudos on the art direction, leather chap. Meet Ronnie and Little Spoon. They're perfect for each other. I just hope Ronnie doesn't open with a sup, otherwise it's all over. Or meet Mask Only and Great Mask Guy. Both have mask in their names. Or meet Daniel and No Girls Allowed. They both hate girls. In fact, Daniel hates fat girls. They've got so much to talk about. I'm like the fucking mask matchmaker. Matchmaker, mask maker, make me a match. Show tunes, by the way, are definitely a mask. <laughs> Meet Trip. He, he just wants to get stoned. Can anyone help him out? Listen, he is so high that he believes he can eat smoke. What is the cure for munchies? Eating smoke, bada. 
But it's not enough to look from afar, not enough to judge without a fair discussion or a fight here. After all, this is all about community, isn't it? Not about dividing community, right? I thought I'd ask some potential fuck buddies what mask meant to them. Some, like discreet man's man, never got back to me, although I should note that he also likes to yell the word man. Also, I'd like to thank Discreet Man's Man publicly for making phone bone and raw dog a new part of my everyday vocabulary. <laughs> you, sir, are discreet, but your wordsmithing spreads like a public works project after the Great Depression. <laughs> Meet Rick. He likes running sci-fi books and identifying himself as a mask guy, which I learn that he's actually considering taking off his profile when I ask my entree question. Informal poll, what does mask mean to you? It's a great introduction on these sites, by the way. Um, informal poll, you get lots of responses. Mask for him means not femme, but he's quick to say not butch either. And of course, he's interested in how I am, which is nice. The mask identification for him attracts thuggish types, which is a whole different um, bedpost confessions performance. And I think it's already happened, hasn't it, um, ladies? Yes, it has. Yes. I was there for that one. That was great. Meet Hey, upside down emoticon smiley face, who seems to look like a blurry black seahorse. Does he know that, that daddy seahorses carry their young in their pouches? So very mask. Or is this his tramp stamp? Because if so, I know a guy in Park Slope. He's a discreet by UT student into young mask guys. He even wants people to ask him questions, so I oblige. Mask to him means not to be recognized as gay. It's conforming to society's definition of what a man acts like. But which society? Uh, there are so many. Meet Jock Top. He's partnered and a draftsman. He's on the prowl for, the sane, for sane masculine men that take care of themselves. So I ask, what does mask mean to you? His response, non-plucked eyebrows. <laughs> Anything else, or is that pretty much the only requirement? Listen, he tells me, if I'd wanted a girl, I'd find a real one. You're a man, so act like one. At least he knows how to spell your, so kudos, kudos. I feel chastised a little bit. Act like a man, young Campbell. It's then surprising what his follow-up is, which is nice lips, by the way. Do we remember the dancer at the AIDS fundraiser who held his nose and pretended to be offended by the stench of women? I've got three points to make about this. The problem here is not in defining what masculinity is. It's that so often that definition relies upon not feminine. So it's not about empowerment. It's about, no, we're not like women. We don't pluck our eyebrows. We don't have a lisp. We don't walk and wear dresses. And that's problematic, because we're making this connection between masculinity and femininity. We're making this connection between being gay and hating women. We also have this issue when masculinity becomes another word for straight acting, the new term for straight acting. It's like a bigger, broader closet that we can inhabit. 
And when and where are the spaces where masculinity itself is embodied and emboldened, where we take up what is masculine about ourselves, which happens to be that mix of things we would call masculine and feminine, right? That's maybe closer to what masculinity is about. Is this all that's offered on Grinder, Adam for Adam, or Scruff? I was promised a smorgasbord of men and options for my fucking palate of folks who want to hit it, like fucking now. <laughs> Meet Joey. Joey, 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 who says, I'm into racist, femphobic, ageist bullies. Thanks for calling it out, Joey. Informal poll. You want to fuck? Thanks. Andy Campbell is a senior lecturer in art history at Texas State University in San Marcos. His work focuses on gay and lesbian leather communities, contemporary art, and bad taste. He's a member of the Femme Mafia, Queer Bomb, and Karaoke Workshop. He doesn't take his smarty pants off for just anyone. Bad Post Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina, of the I Want Your Sex podcast at miaontop.com, Sadie Smythe of thatswhatsadiesaid.com, Julie Gillis of juliegillis.com and Rosie Q of sayprettybird.blogspot.com. Podcast audio production by Ian Danskin. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at bedpostconfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter, where we tweet audience confessions. Chime in and add yours. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess that I attended Orgasm Inc. showing with several lovers. One of them had his fingers in my pussy the whole film. <laughs> Who fucking knew? I confess that when I was 11, I found a vibrator in my dad's closet. And assuming it was my mom's, she'd moved out when my parents split. I used it often with a giant bottle of lube and a stack of penthouse letters. One day, the vibe disappeared, and I was sad and confused. <laughs> when I was in my mid-20s, my dad asked me one day if it was me who had used his vibrator and entire bottle of lube all those years before. <laughs> I love how awesome my dad is. <laughs> That's a great little story.